0: Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're with me today. I'm going to be talking about social eating habits meaning some common eating habits that we typically have in social situations and why. I'll also be sharing some tips for you if you want some better control of your eating habits in social situations moving forward. So I'm not going to go into full detail of why historically food has always been a part of social situations, but you probably can think about your life and how food can be a major topic of conversation socially. It can also be sort of the event. By this, I mean that people will get together to eat. A lot of my friends really love getting together to eat. Lots of families love getting together to eat. Everyone eats so and everyone needs to eat. So I think it's a very easy thing or event to sort of focus around socially so, Growing up, my immediate family was not big on food and eating events, so for me, it wasn't as much a big part of my family life. However, for many, it is. There are especially some cultures where food is a very important part of family gatherings and holidays, and just sort of the joy of sharing food with one another. And even there are traditional dishes with certain cultures, even with our culture here in America. And in fact, even just in the United States, many of our holidays are centered around food, right? Thanksgiving probably being the best example. Even Mother's Day is sort of focused around brunch. Halloween is focused around the candy, also the costumes, but mostly candy. Christmas, well, that's a big one, right? Think about all those Christmas cookies and all those Christmas feasts. And a lot of this started out as traditions that began many, many years ago. A big part of birthday celebrations is birthday cake. Valentine's Day has a big chocolate focus. Memorial Day and 4th of July are focused around barbecue foods, and I think that's because those two holidays tend to be at a time of year where it's really nice outside, so it's perfect for being outdoors and using the barbecue. There are really very few holidays that people typically don't get together for a big feast or where the focus is not on some sort of sweet treat, right? Those holidays are personally my favorite. I would consider Labor Day as one of them, and definitely one of my favorite holidays. It's just a day to enjoy, and I know I'm going to sound like a total party pooper here, but it's a day that... I feel like I get to do something that I want to do and not have to go to any events. I don't have to worry about making a dish to bring somewhere to some big gathering. I know you're all probably going to hate me for saying this. It's just my truth. Now, I do enjoy family and friend gatherings for sure, Because I love my friends and family and also enjoy meeting new people, I really love focusing more on seeing and being around them than the food itself. Which, if you'd like to do this too, I will help you with in this episode. Trust me, it makes it much easier to be around food and feel completely in control and not worried that I'm going to eat too much. So, for you, think about what it would be like to be able to go to a family function or a gathering with friends, or even just to a restaurant with some friends and get, say, 90 to 95% of the enjoyment from the people and the connections and conversation, and maybe just like 5 to 10% of the enjoyment from the tasty foods. I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy foods at social events. That's not what I think. However, what if I told you that overall your level of enjoyment of the gathering was going to be so much higher because the enjoyment from connecting with people is so much more substantial than the short term enjoyment from food? Isn't that wonderful? I think so. So if you're someone who really enjoys the food at family functions or social events, I want you to consider this. Imagine right now the enjoyment level that you have from social events where you're really getting a lot of the enjoyment from the food. There's nothing wrong with that, but take the enjoyment level that you experience with getting most of your enjoyment from food and 10 times that. So what if you could get that much enjoyment from the social event, like 10 times more than usual? That's what can happen If the focus is more on the people and the connections, because that actually increases serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter, otherwise known as a hormone, that helps to just make you feel good. I mean, really feel good. Plus, the connection that you form with maybe a new person you just met, or a deeper connection with someone you already knew, because you had a really great conversation will be much longer lasting than any sort of brief pleasure from food because food just releases dopamine which only provides that very brief pleasure and it drops back down very, very quickly. So again, still enjoy the food, but really try to focus your attention on other things like the people, or if there's an actual event going on that you can participate in, focus on the enjoyment from that as well. Because your enjoyment levels from those things is going to be much higher than that short term pleasure from the food, as I mentioned, it's going to be longer lasting, So how exactly can you make this easier for yourself? Because we all know it's easy for me to just say, oh yeah, focus more on the other things besides the food at these family events or these social gatherings. Well, here are a few tips to help you with this. Before the gathering or event, whatever it is, think about the people who will be there that you know the people who will be there that you care about. Imagine yourself greeting them with a big warm hug or however it is that you greet people. And then imagine yourself deep in conversation with one or several of them. Imagine yourself smiling and laughing If there is an activity, imagine yourself doing the activity with the person or the people. Also, if there is an activity, think of the benefits to you of doing that particular activity. Say, for example, if it is a family barbecue at a park and there's going to be some volleyball or there's going to be some cornhole, imagine yourself doing the activity, having a really great time and getting that exercise in. Even just the benefits of that exercise or that movement, right? You can go into more detail even. I oftentimes do this. If I'm going to someone's house, I visualize the coziness of their home and look forward to that. If it's an outdoor event, I think about how it's going to be such a sunny day and have just a light breeze and how beautiful the setting is going to look imagining all these things ahead of time takes some of the focus away from the food and puts more of it on the other things, the people, the activity, the surroundings, how things will feel. You can even do this if you're just simply going to a restaurant with a friend or two. I believe that the other benefit to this is that you are not only just enjoying the event on the day of, and maybe a little bit looking forward to it, you're really focusing on imagining all these things ahead of time. So you can really start sort of building up that excitement and enjoying that event ahead of time, ahead of the event actually occurring because you're really sort of taking a little bit of time to imagine yourself and all these different aspects and these connections that you're going to be having, right? So back to the example of um, going to a restaurant with a friend or several friends, right? If you've been to that restaurant before, think about how nice the interior looks, how cozy it feels. If you've never been to that restaurant, maybe look it up online and visualize enjoying how the restaurant looks and feels based upon any images on the website. I know this sounds a little cheesy, but trust me, it works. I have been doing this for years. So these are all things that you can do ahead of time, right? Now, what about the actual social gathering itself at the time of the event? So I have some tips for different types of social gatherings. So first, we'll start out with the restaurant setting. Now, of course, you're going to want to try to focus your attention on all the things you envisioned ahead of time, the delight of the interior of the restaurant, maybe the coziness of it. So I mean, I'm talking about the day of all those things that you envisioned ahead of time sort of leading up to that event or that that um, date at the restaurant, right? When you're actually there, really try to focus on what you already envisioned, right? The appeal of the interior of the the restaurant, the coziness of it, how good it feels to greet whoever you're meeting at the restaurant, focusing on the conversation. So actually put into practice what you started imagining maybe days or even weeks in advance, right? Right. So what about the food itself? You of course want to be able to enjoy the food. So here, really pay attention to every forkful or spoonful. An easy way to do this is to put your fork or spoon down while you're chewing. That way you're focused just on that mouthful and not on getting the next fork or spoonful ready to go, right? Really enjoying the flavor and the texture. This is mindful eating. This also just sort of gives you a little bit of time to allow you to, if you are in conversation or listening to someone, you can sort of focus on that mindful eating and you can focus on that person as well. So being as mindful as you can When you are eating with other people, you'll be able to enjoy the food more fully and you'll find yourself eating less of it, right? So you won't be able to focus 100% of your attention on the food only because there's other people around you. But when you're sort of slowing things down a little bit with the eating, you're also slowing it down with what's going on around you and able to sort of just pay attention more to the people and just every little detail around you. Okay, moving on to the next type of social gathering, the holiday gathering or anything similar to that. Making a food to bring with you can be helpful in this situation because even though it can be work to make a dish, it makes it easier to focus on providing other people with pleasure from food rather than getting the pleasure from food yourself. Again, certainly you can still enjoy the food that is there, but making a dish to bring is just one way to get more pleasure from other things besides just consuming the food yourself. Hopefully that makes sense. Also, like you practiced envisioning ahead of time, enjoy the company you're with. Maybe look for someone you don't know and go introduce yourself. What do you have to lose? You could gain a new friend, right? Regarding the food, take a little bit of food at first so you can sort of taste test. I do this often and it really works well. What oftentimes happens is we automatically take larger servings without really thinking about it and when we don't really like something, we then feel compelled to finish it anyway so as not to offend. Nod your head right now if you've had this happen to you. Everyone listening is nodding their head because I guarantee this has happened to everyone. And even if you make the mistake of taking a large portion right away and you don't like it, don't eat it. Really, what's the worst that will happen if you don't eat it? The person who made it might see you throw it out. And trust me, there are ways you can be discreet about that if you want to. But let's just say that person saw you throw it out. What is the worst thing they can think? Maybe something like, oh, I guess so-and-so didn't like that very much. Is that really going to bother that person for very long? No. And they can also just as easily think something more like, oh, so-and-so is full and can't finish the food, which is typically why most people throw out food, right? Especially at a social gathering. I get it though, it's very easy to get caught up in people-pleasing, and family or friend gatherings makes it very easy to do this. Even work situations where someone brought in a dish that they made, many people feel obligated to have some so as not to offend. What's going to happen though if you don't have any of it? that this person is going to hate you forever, if you said, no, thank you, I'm trying to change my eating habits, that's not likely at all. But what can happen if you have some and you weren't even hungry or you were trying to limit your sugar intake, for example, is that you're going to feel badly about yourself afterward and that can cause a whole spiral of events. So don't worry about offending someone at a gathering, that's not likely to occur anyway. Take small amounts of each of the foods that you want to try and taste test before going for a more typical serving size. You might even find that even just doing the small little bits of multiple different foods leaves you feeling full. So this is what I often do and it works. It's a win-win because then you get to eat the food you really loved if you taste-tested a few and then went back for just the one or two that you thought were fantastic, and you only had to have a small taste of the food that you didn't really care for. The last one I wanted to cover was larger events like weddings. Weddings and other large events like banquets or whatnot can have a wide array of food, and oftentimes, since you aren't paying for it, it's easy to overeat. So of course, try to shift your focus on the people and whatever is going on at the event itself, the conversations, whatnot, and take small samples of foods first, do the taste testing rather than the larger portions, but also for larger events like this, I want you to consider thinking about how you will feel later or the next day if you overdid it ask yourself if you want to remember the event as, oh, I ate or drank way too much at that wedding or whatever the event was, right? Or would you rather remember the event as the people, the dancing, the conversation, the laughter, the joy, and then of course sprinkled in with, oh yes, and the food was tasty too. I would imagine that you'd much rather remember that wedding as that versus primarily the food and then feeling badly if you overate or overindulged, right? And then sort of having that negative emotion and those negative thoughts sort of following that event, Alright, so those are just a few tips for you to make the next social event or gathering a little more fulfilling, actually probably a lot more fulfilling, and leave you feeling more in control around food, which also means less negative thoughts and emotions after the fact. It's no fun going to a gathering and then feeling badly emotionally and physically with what or how much you ate. It's way more fun to magnify your enjoyment level with the non-food things like the people and have those serotonin levels increase, which makes you feel really good inside. And then, like I said, just kind of sprinkle in the enjoyment from food, but from being mindful and in control and the satisfaction that you get from knowing that you are mindful and in control. With that... I hope you enjoy your next social gathering so much more. Once your brain sees how nice that is, it won't really want to go back to food being the main focus. By the way, if you're not receiving my weekly tips via email, make sure you sign up for them. I send them out every Sunday morning. They're short, to the point, and I help you with things like overeating, emotional eating, weight loss habits, mindset, motivation, and everything in between. So a lot of the weekly tips are very similar to my podcast episodes, but like I said, very short and you can read them over just a few sips of coffee or tea. You can sign up for them right on the episode page, or you can go to my website, Kate M johnston.com so k-a-t-m-j-o-h-n-s-t-o-n.com and you'll see the menu option for weekly tips I'll see you inside thanks for listening my friend take care and I'll talk to you next week Hey, if you want to stop wasting time not getting the eating habit or weight loss results you want, then set up a free consult with me. I'll find out where you're struggling, where you really want to be, and the best way to get you there. Think of it like taking the highway using GPS rather than staying lost on back roads with no GPS or map. Just go to katemjohnston.com and you'll see where you can request a free consult right on the homepage.